Okay. And three, two, and one. I believe we are recording. Yes, sir. William Bartram, what is up? How's it going, man? How you doing? Good, man. Uh, for everybody listening, William uh, William has a podcast called The Biscuit, which is the enforcer of all hockey podcasts, uh, presented by HockeyFights.com. Did I get that right? That's right, man. Nailed it. Awesome, man. Um, I have actually been a hockey fan for a couple years now, and you are the very first hockey podcast I ever listened to. So you kind of brought me into, uh, into the world. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Thanks for listening, man. It has been awesome, man. Um, man, how's this NHL season uh, been? It's been good. Uh, you know, as far as being a fight fan, um, you know, you got to kind of go elsewhere to find that kind of thing. But uh, I'm lucky enough to the, – the fan base now is, is large enough where, you know, I'm getting kids sending me videos from Canada and all over, you know, where they're they're still scrapping. But, you know, the few fights they do have in the NHL still have been pretty good and – uh it's always just nice to have hockey on it they've been off for the last three days so i'm pretty excited they're playing tonight it's uh it's been a long three days what's going on with the whole uh it's like they're trying to uh like they're trying to get rid of fighting completely in the nhl yeah it's what it boils down to and you know they can say whatever they want that you know concussions aren't real or they don't like the violence, but what it really is is insurance. Um, they can't get as good a deductible or whatever. It costs them more money if there's a threat of guys punching each other with their bare knuckles. So th- they'll say whatever they want and tell you a story that's player safety and all this. But, I mean, you can watch now. There's a, a couple weeks ago, uh, old boy took a puck to the face and laid on the ice for 15 seconds, you know, without anybody stopping the game. So if player safety was a key, then, you know, that was a little blown immediately. So it's all just smoke and mirrors and bullshit, really. And, uh, I mean, the, the casual fan, I mean, a, a guy like yourself who does MMA, who, who's recently into hockey, a good way to draw those people in are fights. I mean, it, it, it boils down to people like fights. They're entertaining. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a hockey game or not, but when you're at a game and a fight breaks out, it's uh, it's electrifying. What do you think that does for uh, like longtime fans, like people like you who have like been into the sport for years and, and maybe grown up playing and, and have followed it for, like I said, like your entire life? Like, what does this do for you guys? Does it kind of steer you away from the NHL? Um, not me personally, but I know a lot of my friends and a lot of guys from the you know, specifically the the hockey fight community, they don't watch the NHL. As simple as that, they they don't care to watch it. It doesn't do anything for them. And these guys are are fans of the game, but they the game has always had fighting in it. So this is like a different thing to them. So they're not as interested, in, and I don't blame them. It's uh, it's it's a lot different because it's all based on speed and you know puck handling, which that's fine and dandy at, at sometimes, but I like to see guys with some character out there, some grit, you know, getting into it. And, uh, that's all but gone. But, uh, yeah, I still watch. I mean, I watch every day as much as I can. Usually I'm watching from, you know, seven o'clock here in Ohio till I, I pass out whatever time it may be at night. So I, I'm addicted. I love the sport. Um, but I mean, I'll watch any, any, any brand, like any kind of hockey and the NHL is still the best there is right back at it man um 
So do you do you watch any other sports? Do you watch football, basketball, MMA? Yeah, I uh, I watch as much MMA as I can. It's uh, it's harder with the pay per views just because it's it's not cheap. But you know, I have ESPN Plus. I have uh, you know, Directv too. So I catch the I think it's the LFA fights on there as well. Um, yeah. Yep. Bellator is kind of dead to me because I don't have the zone, so that kind of sucks. And uh, I watch, you know, I grew up playing football, watch football still. Um, not as much as I used to, though. I, I think it's kind of that deal where, you know, some of these guys who don't like to watch hockey, it, football just kind of is boring it, to me now um, for whatever reason. It seems like a lot of just, uh, like, commercials. Did you grow up playing hockey? Yeah. Uh, playing on ponds, um, nothing organized, and then uh, – playing beer leagues but uh yeah i've been playing since i was a little kid that is awesome yeah the area where i live um doesn't offer you know like organized hockey so like my kids now we drive them an hour away so they can play and be in leagues um that was a lot of the reason to start you know the biscuit was to raise awareness about a sport i love so much and and uh you know kind of show people that it is a, a, a viable option for a, an athletic endeavor. So I actually, I went to my very first hockey game. Um, shoot, it's probably been almost a year now. It was a, a Jacksonville Iceman game. It was like the, uh, it's like the ECHL or something. Hell yeah. East Coast League, man. Man, that shit was fun. I, it's, you can't beat it. If anyone who says they don't like hockey, they've never been to a game live in my opinion. That's that's the exact thing that I was thinking. Like these people who don't watch it have just truly never, like you you like you've got to be there. Like when you're there and you're sitting like almost uh, uh, like rankside, like it, it's it's fucking crazy. Oh yeah, the whole atmosphere, man. It's cold in there. The they're fucking strapped in a box with glass around them, and they're skating around on knives with wooden sticks. It's it's amazing. Do you um do you think movies like Goon kind of like brought some I guess, like, late edition hockey fans over? I think so. I think anything like that doesn't hurt. Um, just like Letterkenny or, you know, shows like that, I think people go, ooh, what's this? And then I think they're easily turned off, though, when they turn on the NHL and it's not like that at all, where, you know, they're they're breaking fights up and, and uh, you know, almost hurting guys doing that. And a ref's going to get punched in the face here soon. That's that's the next thing. I think when two guys drop, they got to let them go. I think the interference is going to be more detrimental than anything. I uh, so I've actually seen a ref get kicked unconscious at a wrestling match. So I'm I'm like right there with you. Like ref interference gets them uh, hurt like nine times out of ten. Well, uh, a past guest I had on was Curtis Gabriel, who uh, is with the Flyers organization, and he's down in uh, Lehigh playing, which is the AHL, so right under the NHL. And he's getting in a fight, you know, talking shit with a guy. Um, someone ran his captain or, you know, had a dirty hit, and that's his job. He's an enforcer, man. And the refs are trying to pull him off, and they he almost, like, slew foots him and kind of takes him like, uh, like a hip toss and almost hurt uh, the player and it's I you know I talked to him about it and he's like you know it's insane it was uncalled for like I'm sitting there trying to do my job and this guy in stripes is you know gonna trying to hurt me that's so crazy like, like it's a crazy what, video man 
like what's the mindset for that right there like like as a ref like like your whole job should be like fairness and safety but like when you're hip tossing players like you're just overstepping your boundary a bit you know yeah, I think in the NHL they probably have a little earpiece in, and there's probably a, you know a little voice of Oz saying, "All right, stop this." Is what I would assume, but because I I don't think the refs want to stop it any more than you know you or I do. Really, I I think when it comes down to it, they don't want to see somebody down on the ice getting clobbered until they're unconscious. But I don't think they have a problem with two consensual adults fighting. Yeah, I think fighting. it's out of everyone's hands at this point. I think it's it's. Uh, since the lockout in 14, it's been a, this is what they're doing. And it's, that's the way it's going to go. And they always say, you know, go watch MMA then. And like, well, I do. I mean, I, I like fighting, but I also like it in hockey. Do you think, um, do you think like with the fighting going away, um, like, do you think the players are going to kind of like, like, of course, like taking fighting out, like you kind of take away, like, um, I guess like power plays, right? Like you would, essentially be taking opportunities for power plays away? Well, they fixed that too because now they just call so many penalties for chicken shit stuff. So they've, they've equaled that out with going, you know, if you touch a guy on his hands at all with your stick, you're going to get a slashing. That's the that's just the way it's going to go. That used to be defense, but now it's slashing. So, you know, you would think so that, you know, these, these tough guys being gone, there's not going to be as many – penalties but they've they just call so many penalties now that they well, they want 10 to nothing games or 10 they want high like almost a low scoring football game is what they want to see because they think that's a better product and uh i don't know it that that doesn't turn me on i don't mind a, a two to one hockey game you know with guys getting hit and they and the thing is come playoff time it, it always goes back to where you know the last few years every team has had a tough guy on it if not two and the style changes completely when it comes down to it. That that is hockey. That is it is hitting. It is you know standing in front of the goalie and, and, and taking checks and uh, taking pokes and and coming down to it. If you if you touch my superstar, I'm gonna drop my gloves and I'm gonna punch you in the face. Wouldn't you, like wouldn't you think that that's what they would want? Would be like closer games, like nitty gritty, like like right down to the wire kind of games to like pull people in instead of like blowouts. Well, I mean. I'll ask you, you, you're a new hockey fan. Doesn't that entice you more than a 10 to 12 game? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If, if it's, if it's a low scoring game and it's a lot closer, like let's say like, like you said, like two to one or maybe like, like four to three, like that would entice me more than an absolute blowout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to see some kind of resistance. You don't want to just see up and down goal, goal. You know, I think they, they, are they're, what they're wanting to do is get it down to three on three and be a, a fucking video game is what they want. Um, because you can tell it's like, uh, you know, when they say like movies imitate life or whatever, they're, that's what like the, the fun part of the video game is for kids now is they play three on threes with like mascots or like little twinks they dress up and shit that it is. What's going to happen is it's going to get like that. And then people are still going to have concussions from getting hit at 35 miles an hour. And then they're going to have to come up with something new because you're not going to be able to point the finger at fighting because, I mean, you know, you, you train MMA, you fight. It, it's brutal. It looks tough. It is tough. It sucks to get punched in the face with bare knuckles. I mean, it just does. And it's easy to point at that and go, that's the problem. These guys are the problem. We need to get this out of here. 
But ask the players. I mean, I think it's like somewhere to like 98% of them want fighting in the game still. That was that was actually I was gonna ask you that a moment ago if fighters still want or if players still want the fighting in the game. Um, yeah. Is there is there like a lot of C, um, CTE research going on like in hockey like the way it is? Because I know like yeah. they're they're doing crazy stuff like MMA like well past MMA fighters and now past football players. So they're looking at that in hockey too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a actually a huge lawsuit happening right now too. Um, if anyone wants to check it out, I've had a. a a uh, fellow by the name of Derek Helling on like three times who is a journalist for, I don't know his exact title, but he's like a, a lawyer in training or something like that. But he does journalism on this and he's following the uh, lawsuit very, very closely. I mean, he's let, read hundreds and hundreds of pages of litigation from these court sessions with, with players, former players suing the NHL because they, they weren't told about concussions when they were playing and a lot of these guys would go to doctors that were paid from the teams not third-party doctors and the teams were paying these doctors to say yeah you're okay get back in there and fight and there was guys being told hey if you don't fight tonight you're you're fucking fired get pack your shit and get off the team so there was guys fighting with concussions and you know uh a, a guy i consider a good friend of mine scott parker who who played you know, is, is suffering greatly. I mean, he's got to wear sunglasses inside because the lights affect him. And it is uh, from a career where he was used and, abused and abused and tossed out on his ass and no one cared about him. And you can ask him and he'll tell you he loved fighting. He, he loved his job. He loved protecting his players. But I think, you know, maybe getting some rest or some proper treatment would have i mean how would have that hurt anybody you know not to not to make him go out there when he had a concussion or you know maybe some job security if he is on the line out there fighting to be like hey you know take a game off it's okay i believe now that whenever you get uh like whenever you get knocked out like in a ufc fight i think the minimum suspension you receive is like 30 days no contact and that's like like in your gym alone like so that's not like you can't, you literally can't be booked for a fight. I guess I would assume maybe two months in advance, maybe sixty days. Yeah, and that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, you probably should take thirty days off. And these guys were going out the next night. You know, it, it, it really is, uh, you know, a barbaric time. But the, the thing is, I think the NHL knew. I didn't know. I mean, this is all new to me. This, this. Uh, CTE and everything. I'm, I'm sure you as well. But uh, I think even with the information, you're still going to have guys who want to fight, who want to be in the UFC, who want to to go to the NHL. And there's going to be guys in the NHL who might not be able to score with you know Connor McDavid, but he might be able to offer something else to the team, and that might be you know his two fists and some intimidation. Man, intimidation is something that they cannot register, and it's a real it's a real thing, man. I mean. You know, I'm sure not a lot of MMA fighters would admit, but sometimes you look across at a guy and you go, oh, shit, like, what did I get myself into here? Well, here we go. I've actually, I've been there, so I can 100%, um, I can agree. Like, it, it is scary. It's anything that, that you're about to do that you're going to put your body on the line, whether it be fighting, whether it be um, running, like, you know, going full speed down ice and, and taking a, a check or, or running down a football field and, and absolutely trying to tackle somebody like 
Like it's intimidating no matter how you look at it. Yeah. Well, and so, uh, it's these companies that don't realize. Like I honestly feel like like these athletes are almost like numbers in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, for like sure. you're a profit, and then when they can't drain you anymore, like like somebody else is gonna come up and and take your place. You know? Oh, it's all bottom line, and that was the thing too. Like when you're done playing and they don't need you to fight anymore, these guys. That was it. There was no, you know, severance package or checking in to make sure they're okay, you know, mentally, physically. They were just done. And a lot of them were left to their own devices. You know, unfortunately, a handful of these guys got addicted to pills, you know, took their own lives. And that made, you know, the fighting situation even darker. That, you know, it it was captured really well. I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary Ice Guardians. Uh, It's on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Yeah, so... I've had Scorgie on a few times, the producer from that movie, and uh, I, I, any any of your listeners, if they haven't seen that, um, it, I, I would assume you know, being an MMA podcast or fight fans, so that that really deep dives into the role of an enforcer, and it goes over the, those parts where these guys were had demons, and you know, opiates are. Uh, a, a terrible thing and it is uh unfortunately taken taking a few guys just like in anywhere i mean there's fucking mechanics that have buddies who kill themselves from pills so of course it's happened in in in, uh, in hockey too but uh that's what that's what's interesting now is the information's out there okay so we know if you get concussions you can get cte but that can happen from running into the boards you were you were at a hockey game in jacksonville right yeah. How many people run into the boards? It happens constantly the whole game. So I was actually reading, you can get a concussion just from average everyday um, household activity. I'm, I'm sorry, not a concussion. I mean, you can, but you can, you can get CTE. You can develop CTE from just doing household things. It's, I guess, the, uh, the brain, um, I guess, rattling around like, like within your skull. Yeah. And so most people don't know that you can, you can get that from driving a car. Oh, I believe it. And so to outlaw something such as fighting in the NHL or or have you have you seen just recently they legalized bare knuckle fighting in uh in Florida and Mississippi? I know it's I've seen that that bare knuckle league exists. I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Um, do you do you watch the bare knuckle uh, fighting league? I, I have been. I've, I've been following. A lot of the guys are leaving the UFC, or their their contracts are, are getting cut, and that's where they're they're going. I'm I'm assuming they're going to try to be like a breakout star, like right? Because well, everybody's everybody's big uh, um, like goal is to be like the next Conor McGregor. So with a a budding promotion like that, everybody feels like like maybe they can be, you know, the next yeah. Conor McGregor. Um, what was the last one? It was uh, Man uh, Malagini or what's his uh, name? And, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Polly Malinaji. Yeah, and he, he got pieced up, and uh, was it Devin Danos who fought him? No, 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 um, uh, uh, fuck. Artem Lobov fought him, Conor McGregor's yeah. teammate. That's right, that's right. And uh, it was, it, I, I only saw the pictures afterwards, and you're just like, oh, my God, dude, it seems so brutal. But the good thing is it, it is another place for these guys to make money, and you guys are prize fighters. Like it is a, the, the prizes to make money off your bodies. And like, no one's confused about what's happening there. No one's, I mean, the, the money I think is uh, the main goal. Obviously it's to compete 
and to prove that you're the best. But uh, money has to be a big part of fighting, I would assume. Oh, a huge part. And that that's actually what I was about to say is with with the information that's out there now and people know that you can get CTE just from doing household activities. You can you can get it from driving. You can get it from this. You can get it from that. I mean, that's kind of it's one of those things where it's kind of like the it's like the game you play. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. If that's your job, then that's your job, you know, and it, I don't think it's right for anybody to try to tell somebody what they can and can't do. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's I, what really got me when they were trying to outlaw the bare knuckle thing is, man, if these guys want to make money doing yeah, that. I mean, you're goddamn right, dude. It's the United States of America. If if guys want to go fight bare knuckle and there's an audience <laughs> for it and there's there's money to be made, then let them do it. I, I agree, you know, 100% on that. And I think the same thing. And my big thing, too, is the guys in the NHL who fought or, you know, the guys I interview, they have character. They have stories. They have, you know, they were dudes love those guys in the locker rooms. Mm-hmm. You ask a normal question to an NHL guy and it's going to be the same, like, cookie cutter answer because all they've ever done is played hockey since they're eight years old and score a shit ton of goals. They don't have personalities. That's all they know. Like, they don't. They're not like real humans. These guys had to fight, claw, scratch, literally fight their way to an NHL job. And they're more interesting for it, in my opinion. And that's the way a lot of the a lot of the UFC fighters, a lot of the Bellator fighters, the uh, the bare knuckle guys, like they all have good stories and like they make you want to root for those guys. You know what I mean? I lost you there for a second. Oh, I, I was saying that uh, they all have good stories. It makes you want to root for those guys. Well, that's, I think with the UFC, that's a big part of it is like, if you don't, if you're not attached to someone's story, I mean, people don't really care uh, as, as, as black and white like that. Like how many people gave a shit about Jorge Masvidal until now? Like, you know, he, he comes out and gets a storyline behind him and he's on top of the world right now. Yeah. And that's the guy that's been fighting for years. He, he done, uh, do you remember those, the street fights that Kimbo used to do? Yeah. I remember him fighting at them. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. That's where he got his start. That's so crazy that he's just now getting recognition. Dude, he's a bad, bad man. Man, I honestly, I had Nate Diaz pick to beat him just because I honestly thought Nate would uh, would, would submit him. But I did too just because I love Nate Diaz. I do too, man. But the way that fight was going, I think Jorge might have knocked him out. Like, like if it would have kept going the fourth and fifth round. Yeah, and that was one of them things too. Where they, was that fight in New York? Yeah, it, it was. That was the really shitty, um, the bullshit, uh, the stoppage, the the ref stoppage or whatever. Yeah. Well, and New York's what? It's pretty infamous for being a shitty place for the commission. <clears throat> well, they wouldn't let some girl fight because she'd had a uh, the breast enlargement surgery. Was it uh, Misha Tate? Uh, no, it was um, uh, Pearl Gonzalez. She's a she's a. I mean, she's beautiful. And she's a good fighter, but they wouldn't let her fight because um, because she had, she had had the boob job. I I think, and this kind of like circling back to what me and you were talking about, like the New York State Athletic Commission is just overbearing this power. You literally, you're signing up to go fight in a cage or to, or to play hockey or to play football. Like, like you can get hurt. Like you you knowingly agreed to this, you know? Yeah, shit, man. I've got dudes who I used to weld with back in the day who have fucking three fingers on each hand from get, like 
and they didn't make millions of dollars for it. You know, that shit happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, it blows my mind to literally, Josh, the first fucking hockey game ever ended in a brawl, a fucking brawl. So to anyone who says like, oh, it's not part of the game, but bullshit, it always has been from the very first fucking time that they played. There was a bench clearing all everybody on the ice brawl. That's let's say that somebody let's say somebody did use the argument it's not part of the game it's part of the fucking tradition yeah there you go and ask Sidney crosby ask the best player in the world what he says he goes it's hockey yeah of course i want fighting and like ask any of the the talented guys that go yeah i want fighting and i want the best fighter on my team i was actually i i'd planned to ask you if you um if you thought Sidney was the, the best player in the world i do but, you just you just answered that for me before I even had a, a chance to ask it. I do. I used to hate his guts until like the last four years. I always thought he was such a like brat bitch. And <laughs> I, dude, I, for the last four years, like he's just like a grown ass man, and he's he is the best. Like he has he's the Tom Brady of the, NA, the NHL. Yeah, he has a will to win that I don't think anybody in the NHL understands, dude. Like he's just a hockey monster, man. And he'll drop the gloves. He's got a handful of fights in his career. And that's the best. Do you think he's the all-time best? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, fuck no, dude. Wayne Gretzky's. Okay, that's, yeah. That's what I was about to circle back around to. No one will ever be better than Wayne Gretzky. His, like, he has more play, he has more playoff goals than entire teams, like franchises. He's a, he's a freak of nature. It's, I think it's kind of – it's probably one of those things, too. It's a lot like um, like the Michael Jordan and LeBron stuff, you know? Yeah, it, I think that's I think sports, though, right? Generations. Yeah, they always say, like, he couldn't lift the puck and blah, 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 blah. Wayne Gretzky has 10 million goals. Like, he he is the best. But you could say, like, they used to say Gordie Howe to Wayne Gretzky and now, you know, to, to, to Sidney Crosby and now Connor, Connor McDavid – so if you want to say Conor McDavid's better than Sidney Crosby, okay, well let's fight about it. Sidney Crosby whoops his ass every time, so there you go. That's the that's the the, the break the tiebreaker. I honestly, I think that's why uh, like why I appreciate like bare knuckle boxing and like MMA and. Would and you ever do it? Because I'm sorry. Sorry, I, I didn't catch you. What did you say? I said, w- would you ever bare knuckle box? Um. So I was actually. Um, I was actually very interested when I first, like, when it first, like, burst onto the scene. Um, Uh And I I filled out the stuff to, because I guess they're doing, like, a reality show similar to The Ultimate Fighter. And I filled out all the stuff to to go and do it. But the more I started thinking about it, I was like, you know what, man? Like, maybe the bare knuckle isn't for me because I like kicking, I like wrestling, I like jujitsu. But more power to those guys, you know? I just like a, a more complete skill set i guess well do you remember when rogan used to say he thought the ufc would be better if his bare knuckle and he's completely changed his tune since the 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 bare knuckle league's been out it's just i think the reason he's even changing his tune is uh the results that they've had so far i mean you're getting you're getting these guys who are literally losing teeth and women who are losing teeth and, and people who are um potentially getting a lifetime of cte within one fight but as me and you've been talking about in the same regard, like 
it's a sport. It's um, it has an athletic commission abiding over it, and there are rules put in place for a reason. And with that, I think that as long as you follow these rules and nobody's cheating, everything goes on paper according to plan. I don't think bare knuckle boxing is any more dangerous than hockey or any more dangerous than actual MMA. Because in MMA, you can take a knee to the head, and it well, would do yeah. twice the damage that a that a bare knuckle would, you know, or an elbow. Well, that's why I don't understand that. What is the the twelve o'clock elbows ban? But you can knee flying knee someone to the to the face. Right. That's it's and it's so I don't know if you 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 watch Joe Rogan, so you've probably heard. But the reason that they outlawed the twelve to six elbow is because um, athletic commissions literally said, "Oh, those karate guys break boards." with that technique so we have yeah. to outlaw that yeah it was the uh, the old uh, was it mccarthy talking about it right yeah 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 yeah. it's it's just it's one of those things i honestly think that'll eventually make it legal the the 12 to 6 elbow i think so too and it, it it's gonna get i mean that's gonna put some guys away you're gonna see some crazy fucking knockouts with that Oh, yeah. But at the same time, when something like that happens, though, um, you've got to like you've just got to be more prepared. So you're going to see guys with their takedown defense. Their takedown defense is going to go through the roof because they don't want to get elbowed in the head. You know what I mean? Now, how easy is it to injure an elbow like that? Do you know? So actually, I hit my elbow um, like two weeks ago. I was closing a Connex door and like hit my elbow and it's still sore. And I barely tinged it. So I can't imagine actually elbowing somebody in the face would feel good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially if you hit it at the right angle. Um, I would assume that it's very possible to break your elbow, too. Well, that's like the, the thing where they say, like, bare knuckle. Uh, you're not going to throw a punch in bare knuckle as hard as you would if you had 10-ounce gloves on. You're just not going to throw that hard because your brain knows you've mm-hmm. just got tape in your hands, you know? Yeah, you're unprotected. And like a hockey fight, a lot of it, if you watch it, like a lot of the like the fight, like the the guy the guys who used to do it were really good at it. That's another thing about taking it out now is a lot of these guys are having their first fight ever in the NHL when they mm-hmm. used to they used to start fighting when they were 18 or 16, and they got good at it, and it made for a better product. So now you're going to see a guy. Uh, like, for instance, the Oilers game the other day, Darnell Nurse beat the dog shit out of some dude who looked like he'd been in his first fist fight ever. And I think that's putting players in more jeopardy than guys. I, I mean, I knew the first couple fist fights I was in, I was like, man, I, I, I really don't like to get hit in the face. Like, I'm probably going to, you know, watch my mouth a little bit more. Yeah. You, it teaches you a lesson pretty quick, like <laughs> getting hit in the face. And that's that's exactly what what I'm telling you about this 12 to 6 elbow. If, if people start using it, if it's illegal, then the defense for it is going to be 10 times better because you don't want to get hit. And so that's kind of the same thing you're saying. If you're if you're having your first fight in the NHL and you haven't grown up scrapping and you haven't um you've never been in a fist fight before, I can't imagine what kind of world that's in. That's that's like taking a professional fight in a sold out arena. All these people watching you and you don't yeah. even know how to throw a punch. Yeah, it would be like, uh, you know, I wrestled all the way through college, and then I'm fighting in the UFC the day after I graduate. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would, be, it would be that equivalent, you know, at Madison Square Garden, where they play hockey. Like, there's kids that have done that. And 
it shows you're under the bright lights you're getting swung around and then then you're getting punched too yeah and then you factor in the emotion too and the pressure of the moment that's what i'm saying a sold out like a sold out arena Uh all that pressure oh man i can't even imagine like the anxiety alone were was there a fight at the game you you were at actually no that that was I meant to tell you that a moment ago. They actually broke it up really quick. I, I think I seen maybe two punches thrown. And see that a good place for fights, I think, is the East Coast League, a league like that where, you know, you need to put butts in the seats, man. You need to sell tickets. I think, I think leagues like that. Where now, I think in the coast, it's uh, you know, you get ten fights in the year and you're getting suspended. When it, there used to be guys who fought two, three night, times in a night, you know. Yeah. It, it, I think it's detrimental to these lower level leagues because you're going to get more people to show up and drink beer and eat nachos if there's a uh, just the, even the chance of a fight coming. That would be like uh, like if you're marketing something and you take social media completely out of it, you know? Yeah. Well. Watch a watch a fucking commercial for the NHL tonight. Those show fights. I mean, they know what people want to see, but then they just don't let it happen. It's like uh, the old bait and switch or something like that. It's um, like yeah, we'll 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 promote these guys, but uh, no, we don't let it happen anymore. Yeah, that's. So, do you think that the the problem, like the main problem with the NHL, is their marketing right now? Um, like, do you think that's why, like? Because in my opinion, like people I, don't really watch a lot of hockey. They they, they are covering their own asses because they <laughs> saw what happened to the NFL. Okay. You know what I mean? They they, yeah, they, I, uh, they see what's happening and they know that they fucked up back in the day with these guys. But so they like all. I have, go go ahead. ahead. I have people that I follow, like I have you and um. Like uh like different players and and I follow like the Rangers on Instagram and like just different like uh like teams but other than that like I don't feel like people around me really watch a lot of hockey and I just wonder if a lot of that is like due to the marketing. Are you where are you at down in Florida? Yeah. Well, I mean, you live in fucking Florida, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, growing even growing up in Virginia though, even growing up in Virginia, I mean, it was still. It is. It, I mean, I live in Ohio, and it's we have a team here. I live an hour north of them, and it's it's something. It, I mean, you've got to be onto something there because I'm surrounded by people who don't give a shit about hockey, and it blows my mind because we have a professional team here. We have an NHL team here, and a, and and a barn that is only an ice arena like they only play hockey there that's one of the few in the nhl that that does that i mean the bruins are sharing with the celtics even in toronto they share with the raptors like it is a specific nhl barn and i could go over to my neighbor's house tonight and be like hey did you catch the blue jackets game and he goes he would probably not even know that they're in season <laughs> who are the blue jackets yeah exactly no I, the, the civil war is over what are you talking about <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. I uh I really like it, man. I I want to watch more of it, but I just feel like the coverage and the marketing just isn't like it's not where it should be, you know. No, and I think I think a lot of it is is it it is expensive. It's expensive to play. It's expensive to to see, and 
I think I don't think a lot of people ice skate. You know what I mean? I grew up ice skating, so yeah. Uh, do you have you ever gone out and ice skated? I um, I've went to ice rinks before with all intention of doing it, and then never like never have. I want to like I really honestly like I guess like where I grew up wrestling and and uh, like I've I've always been active. Like I feel like I have a really good sense of balance, so I want to, but I just never had the opportunity. I guess. All right, well, I'm going to take jujitsu this year, so you need to go ice skating this year. That's 2020. We're making That's a deal. 2020 bet right there. 2020 bet. I'm going to go take jujitsu because I've always wanted to, and you get your ass on some ice skates, man. Man, I think you'll really like jujitsu, man. I, I absolutely fell in love with it. I've got that feeling that I'm going to fall in love with it. It's it's very easy, man, and it's super addicting too. Um, you gotta set like short term goals, like like small goals, and like kind of just cross them as you go, you know. Now, what got you? Are are you? Do you do like local fights, or what are you doing? Um, so I actually just had my uh, my first kid. I just had a daughter, and so congratulations. Um, thank you, thank you. I uh I decided that I didn't want to fight until she was uh born. Right. So now that she's born, now I'm like, well, I don't really want to fight unless uh, <laughs> unless I absolutely have to. You know, it's, it's uh-huh. kind of one of those things. I like coaching a lot more than I like fighting. But, yeah, I was doing like local stuff. I would travel maybe two and a half, three hours away. And uh, I absolutely love it. When I was growing up, my dad was a huge uh, UFC fan. And so that's yeah. kind of how I got into it, I guess. So I've watched it. My as entire- far as coaching, would you would you want to re- uh, coach wrestling or just MMA in general? Um, I prefer MMA in general, but wrestling will always be like my very first love. And I actually just got a job as a um, as a high school. What's a it's a club wrestling team, but um, I'm coaching club wrestling. So I love wrestling, but I also I love I love MMA. Um, when it comes right down to it, I would love to coach MMA just because there's it's it's like a chess game almost. You know what I'm saying? It's like chess to checkers. MMA to, to jiu-jitsu. Uh-huh. Um, so for me, it's just, it, it's funner to coach MMA, but wrestling, I mean, it's true love, you know? <laughs> Did you, so do you wrestled in high school and everything like that? Yeah, yeah, I wrestled, uh, I wrestled growing up, and then I actually had um, scholarships to wrestling college, but when I was 18, I got this pretty sweet job in a warehouse, mm-hmm. and I was making, like, really good money, and, you know, like, when you're 18 and you, you make good money, it kind of kind of persuades you <laughs> so i was i didn't even i didn't even show up my very first day of college i just kind of said the hell with it i don't blame you dude fuck school honestly like i wish i would have just so i could have wrestled in college but um then i realized like wrestling would have been the only thing i was interested in you know like like i didn't like well, maybe, I, 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 I talked like, to old boy the other day who's playing college baseball and I said, well, what are you going to school for? And he was kind of, uh, and I was like, well, you're, what, are you studying baseball? And he goes, yeah, basically. And I was like, yeah, that's going to work until you, your grades start slipping and then you lose your scholarship and then, then you're all fucked. And that's exactly, that was my mindset. I was like, okay, I'll get in here and I'll be wrestling and I'll be having like the time of my life. Won't pay attention at all. I'll start to flunk. And then I'm like one of those people, like if I set my mind to something, like I want to do it and I want to do it good. And uh, if I started even failing in school, I would have I would have definitely dropped out. So in my mind, I was like saving myself, uh, like saving face in a way, you know. 
But. Yeah, I, I I had the same thing. I when I was a junior, I had a bunch of offers to go play college football, and I ended up not even playing my senior year because I didn't want to waste anybody's time, and I knew I I didn't want to play, and I you know I went and visited, you know a, a handful of them D one schools like a, a good opportunity, but I knew I didn't want to go to school after school. I I didn't like being in high school. I was like, so what what's going to change? Why would I want to go to school again? And then I, I ended up joining a band and touring across America, which was ended up being a way better situation for me. I, uh, so really quick, before you move on, you you live near Belleville, right? I am in motherfucking Belleville, man. That's what I thought, man. You, you like Knocked Loose? You cut out what? You like Knocked Loose? Can't hear you. Yeah, can you, can you hear me now? Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, Belleville, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Do you like Knocked Loose? I don't know what that is. The the band? Oh, they're a uh, they're like a metalcore band. They have an album called Bellevue. I'm pretty sure that's where they're from. Belleville, uh, Ohio. Yeah. No. They no, you never it. heard of them? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh man, they are they're good. Yeah, the, Not- the album called Belleville. Yeah, they're like a like a thrash metal band. It's got to be from a different Belleville, man. Really? Oh, man. Is there more Bellevilles? Be. In Ohio? I don't think so. There's a Bellevue. Hmm. Hmm. How There's only 2,000 people that live in my town. And so I, you're, Matt, it's you're possible. small town? I've got, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's I'll possible. Do my, I'll have to do my heard. research. Yeah, I I I I never heard of them. If they if they're from here and that they slipped under my radar, man, I feel like a real asshole. Yeah, they uh, they're actually really good, man. I um I've been listening to them a lot here lately. I'd actually like I found them late. Like they've been uh they've been jamming out for a while. I guess yeah, 2013 is what it says here. Uh, it says it says Belleville, Ohio. Uh, Maybe it's not Knocked Loose that I'm thinking of. Because, yeah, I can't even find this friggin' album now. <laughs> Dang. Apple Music, man. Do you, you have an, uh, an iPhone? Uh, I have a, a MacBook. I have a flip phone. Really? Yeah, man. I don't play that shit. Man, that is super gangster, honestly. I, uh, I want to unplug so bad, man, but I just, like, I can't, you know? Yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I I didn't even get a cell phone until I was like 19, so I, I just I if I'm not here at the house on the MacBook or on my wife's iPad, like that's how I use the Instagram and shit is on her iPad. But so I, I just I never got into it too much. So it's it's not I've never had a smartphone, so it's not hard for me to to not have one. So Belleville is the name of the song, and uh, I thought it was the album. Uh, says here that they're from Kentucky, so maybe we are. Yeah, get those fuckers out of here. Man, they're so fucking good though. That yeah, was the very ever... first. That was like the very first thing I heard from them, and uh, I don't think there's a lot of really good metal bands out right now. Have you ever heard my metal band? Actually, so I I did my research on you. I actually have. Um, oh yeah, what'd you think? Man, so. I grew up listening to, like, Job for a Cowboy and, um, like, Bring Me in the Horizon, like, when they were still good, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, say what? 
Oh, I said, what, I, did you enjoy it? I did. I did. Yeah. I, um, are you, so first off, are you still, are you still performing? We're, we're not really performing, but we're not, not performing. If that makes sense. You gotta, to get us together, it's going to cost, cost some money. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we, I, yeah. we got, we got a new album coming out soon. Oh man, you can totally plug it on this podcast. I do not mind at all. Oh, it it it, it should be out 2020. It was supposed to be 2019, but uh, guitar players and them, it's hard to get five people to do one thing at one time. So it should be coming out in uh, 2020, and it'll be I think it's called Forever Bad Luck, and uh, it'll 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 be available everywhere. I, uh, yeah, 2019 was not a good year for heavy metal. No, it, 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 what I liked, I heard the new Cattle Decapitation and that album Shreds. Um, I liked the new Blood Incantation. I don't, I don't really have the brain anymore for any new music. Like I, I have, like I'm like an old curmudgeon now where I'm just like, I like this stuff and I, I don't really have any interest in finding anything new. As lame as that is. I feel like I still have the same playlist that I had when I was in, like, middle school, you know? Or, like, high school. Yeah, Yeah, I was just jamming out Hootie and the Blowfish earlier just because I know I like it. So, um, my wife actually hates Hootie and the Blowfish. What the? I know, right? I I, I honestly couldn't believe it. I've never heard that in my life. Right? We're from, like, a small Aren't they from Florida? Huh? What did you say? Isn't Hootie from Florida? I honestly do not know. But um, that song, I Only Want to Be With You or whatever, I've been playing that super fucking loud in the car just to piss her off. And uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, she hates it. She doesn't <laughs> even like Darius Rucker's solo stuff, which I think might be a little bit better than Hootie and the Blowfish, honestly. I celebrate his whole catalog, man. I, that dude's the shit. He really is, man. We we need another Darius Rucker, you know? Yeah. Well, Hootie and the Fo- Blowfish are back together, man. Maybe they'll just write another classic album. Yeah, man, but the thing about Jacksonville is nobody ever fucking comes here on tour. So when people say, oh, we're doing like a reunion, I don't even give a shit, you know? Unless you're where, coming out with a new album. Are you? Where is Jacksonville? It's uh, North Florida. On the which side? Middle, top, left, right. Um, so we're on like the right side, on like the Atlantic coast side. Okay, I've only ever been to Tampa. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're we're north of Tampa. Um, literally, like as soon as you cross the Georgia line, we're like right there. Oh, okay. Tampa was legit, man. It was real ass fucking city, man. We stayed at a hotel with tile floors, and the lady was like, you know, make sure you guys lock your van up. And there's just cop sirens the whole night long. It was a, it was pretty gnarly place. It's a, uh, it's like its own country. Sometimes it, it's not, um, it's not where I want to be, you know, like, like for, like, I don't want to retire here. You know, I don't want to buy a house here, but it's, it's cool for now. There's a lot of opportunity coming out of, um, coming out of Florida and out of Jacksonville specifically, a lot of good, um, like a lot of really good startups and, I'm all for startups and supporting local business. There's no state income tax, right? Uh, no. No. And so that's like it's it's cool to a point, but it's slowly getting uh, more dangerous. 
Yeah, we played uh, that skate park that's in Tony Hawk. Oh, no shit? <laughs> yeah, it was fucking cool, man. It really was. I don't remember the name of the skate park, but it's in a Tony Hawk game. I, I know that because we were in there and I was like, holy shit, this is the fucking skate park from Tony Hawk. There used to be, um, when I was growing up, um, isn't there like a Tony Hawk skate park in, in Ohio? Uh, yeah, there's uh, Woodward, I think. There's a Woodward here. And then actually in the out in the country where I live is a place called Ohio Dreams that they built, which is like a, a that kind of deal. I remember like growing up listening to my cousins talk about some place. I thought oh, it was in Skatopia. Ohio. Yeah, Skatopia. That's, That's in what Ohio. Was, yeah. Yeah, That's and they were always like, oh, it's too. only a couple hours from us, you know, because we're, we're from a small town in Virginia. Oh, it's only a couple hours from us. And I was like, man, that'd be that'd be the dream. Yeah, Skatopia yeah. is like a gnarly-ass place, man. It's like Disneyland for adults. <laughs> yeah, they like they just like blow up cars and shit. They, what, what they say is you'll have such a good time that you'll blow up your own car. That's what they say about Skatopia. I mean, like you don't have to you don't have to worry about your car getting lit on fire because you'll have such a good time that you'll do it yourself. Like I, I don't mean, know honestly, about yeah, I kind of want to light my car on fire like <laughs> right now. <laughs> Let's go, need, dude. I don't need the temptation. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yeah, man. It, uh, if I I only have one car, so I gotta get I got four kids, man. I gotta get these bad boys around. I uh, I've actually. I had to replace my fuel pump not too long ago, and so I have a Honda, and so I can take um, I can take the fuel pump out through the back. So I took out my second row of seats, and I haven't put them back in. So literally, like as soon as I get in, like there's this big open gap behind me, and it absolutely pisses me off. But I've just not had like time or the willpower to like actually put my seats back in. And uh, I'm so done with my car, dude. Like I was ready to trade it in not too long ago. And then something just told me, like, oh, just wait a little bit longer. And then, sure enough, I waited longer. My fuel pump went out. So I was like, wow, this is absolutely incredible. Well, so now, you didn't have to drop the whole tank to get to change it? No, I didn't. I got super lucky. I got to go in. I got to take out the the seat behind the driver's seat. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, in the floor is, like, a little compartment. It's, like, already pre-cut and everything. All you got to do is just lift it up. And then uh, you got to just take this huge O-ring off, which took me literally like an hour to unscrew it. Um, and then after that, I mean, everything is just right there. You can just pull it straight up, That's swap it out. That's why fucking Hondas, man. Man, I like Hondas. Yeah, of course. You, you Like, my fucking Taurus, I had to drop my whole tank to change a fucking fuel pump. And then I wrecked it like a month later anyhow. I uh, I actually knew I got bad gas and that's what messed up my pump and uh, I actually knew I was buying the bad gas while I was like pumping it you know because I was like right on E I was like miles away from my house I was like I have to have gas and I pulled in and uh, I'm like pumping gas and then I kind of look over my shoulder and I see the like the gas truck like I guess refilling the pumps mm-hmm. and it was pumping out so slow dude I was like oh I definitely just messed my shit up. And <laughs> I didn't even make it home, dude. Like, I literally, I started having, like, rough idling, uh, literally, like, on my road. And I had to just kind of, like, hope and pray that I would get to my driveway. And I actually, yeah, mine was, like, I, my fuel, the gauge didn't work in my car. So I just would, like, put gas in it and drive. And I never looked at, like, the price of gas. And I ran out of gas one day, like I always did. 
and that ended up being the one that fucked the fuel pump up. Man, that's it. Literally, like it's like those little toms that like it was like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, man, it's an expensive fix. It's like the little like the little things you'd never think about. Like, like I never like if you told me now like a month ago I would have to replace my fuel pump, I'd be like, nah, get the fuck out of here. Like it'll be it'll be my transmission or it'll be this or it'll be that. Like I did not see that coming at all. Oh, that's why my grandpa always said a fucking quarter of a tank's empty. Like, if you're on a quarter of a tank, you're on E. Like, yeah, so you don't fuck your fuel pump up. Why didn't you say that? Yeah, that's, that's exactly. I was like, why didn't anybody tell me this would happen? And, no, uh, exactly. Literally, one of the guys at work was like, oh, that's why you're not supposed to let it get low. And I was like, wow, I'd never put that together. Nope, you can't. All right, brother. I've had a lot of fun, man. I, uh... I have the laptop plugged up. I was super slacking today, dude. I'm at like 4% plugged up, and uh, I'm super worried it's going to cut out at any moment. Well, huh, shit, man. I had a good time, buddy, uh, and we'll talk soon, man, and uh, you're more than welcome to come on the biscuit any day, and uh, I, I appreciate the appearance, man. I appreciate it, man. Really quick, before we go, tell everybody um, where they can find you online and where they can find your podcast. Uh the Biscuit is the name of it. Um, you can find me at Biscuit Podcast on Twitter. I think it's the Biscuit Podcast on Instagram. Um, shoot me messages. Uh, I, I usually answer. Um, we're on Facebook, too, I, I think. I don't run that. And uh, you can find the podcast anywhere. If you have an app that doesn't have it on there, email me, and I'll, I'll, I'll get it put on there. And uh, get, Can I ask you one, one last question before we leave? Yes, sir. How did you hear about the biscuit? Just curious, being a you know an MMA guy in fucking Jacksonville. I literally um, I went to to Apple and I typed in hockey on the podcast thing, and you were like the fifth one that popped up. And uh, the very first one was like spitting chicklets, and the very second one was like a Washington Capitals one. Yeah. And I just kind of I seen the enforcer of all podcasts, and it, I swear, dude, that's what pulled me in. Hell yeah, man, that's badass. Well, thanks for listening, dude. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Hey, really quick, um, Parker's Platoon, what is the the websites for that, and what is that exactly? Uh, Parker's Platoon is the nonprofit uh, organization ran by the aforementioned, uh, you know, Scott Parker I was talking about earlier. Um, since he's been out and, uh, you know, dealing with his, his own, you know, uh, assumed CTE, you know, concussions and things, he uh, likes to spend a lot of his time with veterans. Um, you know, mainly combat wounded veterans. Uh, he provides uh, service dogs to these guys. He gets them trained. And uh, he's literally one of the best men of all time. Uh, Scott Parker is a, a true goddamn hero. And, uh, you know, I've had a few of his his veterans, our veterans, you know, as Americans on the show as well. Um, you know, uh, Bo Rickenbach, who had lost both his legs and Afghanistan and uh, Ralph de Quebec too, who won a gold medal with the sled team. Um, these guys are real, real warriors and Scott helps them. Um, whether it's, you know, him calling them or taking them out to go snowmobiling or, you know, with Bo hooking them up with a service dog. Uh, it's a, it's a great organization and you can find them at parkersplatoon.org and you can donate there and follow them on all the social media too. And uh, send them guys some love. And uh, Scott and his family, they're always doing good things. Beautiful, man. I love it. 
Um, I will post all the Parker Platoon um, info along with your info in the description for Apple and, and uh, Spotify and everything. I really appreciate having you on, man. You oh, are yeah. absolutely awesome, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Have a good night and, uh, uh, you know, tell the wife I said, hey, Hootie Blowfish rules and uh, congratulations for getting the daughter, man. Having kids is the best thing ever. It really is, man. All right, man. Thank you very much and uh, good night, man. Party on. Hey, Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, facts. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Later.